0: Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity, who asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show! I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping! Friendshipping. And the theme this week is... Good, Gay! Make it gay.
1: Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama, and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem.
0: Trin, how the hell are you? You know, it's a, a mixed bag. <laughs> Light on me. Okay,
1: first, let's start off with the good news. So. As everybody knows, everybody who's on the up and ups with Trin and her business, we all know that I love Wynonna Earp, this television show on sci fi. It's about cowboys. They kiss each other. There are vampires. There's magic. Wow. Uh, there's That's a lot
0: of themes. Polyamory.
1: It sounds like a. Canada. It
0: sounds like a board game in Gen Con debuted in the early 2000s. It's just got every theme imaginable. Yeah.
1: Secret law enforcement. Wyatt Earp is there. Doc Holliday is now young and sexy and alive. You've not seen Wynonna I have not. So here's the thing. I feel about Wynonna Earp the way that Carlin and Steven, my very good friends, felt about Steven Universe. Ooh,
0: so very powerfully.
1: So so it's not just that I feel very powerfully about Wynonna Harp; it's also that I think it, that you specifically would enjoy it on a, on a deep level. Oh, shit. I really do. All right.
0: Yeah, you have way better taste in television than I do, but I also trust your recommendations for me specifically.
1: I'm going to say just a quick thing about Wynonna and why it's so important to me. Please do. I have to. Yeah. So on a— I want to say it was season two. It was either season two or three. I'm just like so in a tizzy right now from figuring out that season four was happening that I can't even think. But um, the lead actress got pregnant and they just fucking rolled with it. So she was just like pregnant in the show, like full on pregnant, shooting bad guys. They're all like zombies and stuff. It's not Holy like... Holy shit. So she's like an action hero she's an, and she she's pregnant? A, she was a pregnant action hero and not like just for like a minute, for like... The season. Oh my God. I've never heard of such a thing. I know. And, I, I, and that's one of the things that I think you'd really love about it is that it really writes women characters the way that I just wish women characters were written. There's like a mixed bag of women. Like some one of them likes fucking dudes. One of them has a, a serious lesbian relationship and is a tender little angel. One of them is this tall, beautiful black woman with gorgeous, like giant hair. Like they're just a large variety. I'm so excited. John, That's amazing.
0: Die. Yeah, I am so over the like, including women in your media does not mean having like one hot action star. Yes. It means like they don't even have to be strong women, whatever that means. Yeah. Like people are weak and they're strong and they're interesting. And there's some women who are boring. Like I just want different stories. Yeah. Also, Jen,
1: I can't even tweet about this and how excited I am. Oh yeah. Uh, why is that? I got banned from Twitter from being too mean to pedophiles. pedophiles. Well, Trin, that's a protected group. Let me give you a little bit of backstory. Uh, Stranger Things is a show on Netflix, and one of the characters uh, starts out as, like, a 10-year-old girl. I think she's 15 now. And her name is Millie Bobby Brown. That's her real-life age. Yeah, that's her real-life age, and uh, her name is Millie. And I, gosh, I, I have such affection and worry for young performers, just because, so I grew up, like, doing, like, community theater and stuff, which is obviously, like, very different. But, like, there are just predatory adults circling performing children all of the time. And it's a, it's a cool, fun, awesome thing for straight men to count down to the 18th birthdays of uh, these young performers, these children. And, and it's a disgusting practice and it makes me really mad. And it's still happening over the past few years for this actress. And I just got mad about it. I was angry about a number of different things. But I was focused on this because um, Stranger Things just premiered and I would see pictures of her on Instagram and men saying like, really.
0: Yeah, and a couple of male celebrities have been hanging out with her way too closely. Yeah, Drake. Yeah, Yeah.
1: So I tweeted, Dear adult men, leave Millie Bobby Brown alone or please choke to death. Now, let me be very, very clear that I am really specific about the words that I use on Twitter. And I did not say, men, leave
0: children alone or I'll kill you.
1: And if I did say that, I don't think that that's like a bad statement.
0: <laughs> no, I think it's more easily misconstrued, but I don't think that's bad either. Right. but I don't I, think anything about this is negative.
1: Jen, thank you. I agree with you. Because like I spec- so I made sure to specify adult men. Because yeah. a 15-year-old boy, if he's got a crush on an actress, I'm not mad about that. Yeah, you're. that's okay. That's acceptable. It's exactly. also legal. Right. Like adult men creeping on a 15-year-old girl who was 10, who has had these problems since she started in show business. Like, I don't know, saying, please choke to death. That's imaginary, fantasy, hypothetical violence that I am not indicating that I will uh, carry out. It's also polite. Please choke to death. I said, please.
0: Yeah.
1: And I got positive feedback from like people who follow me. I had like a few hundred likes on it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is a sentiment that I hope any person with common sense would agree with. Like, Hey, if you are preying on women, especially underage women, uh, fuck off. Yes,
1: yes. Fuck off. And I, and I also specified, adult men, you can uh, escape this hypothetical uh, fantasy fate of choking to death miraculously if you just leave these children alone. You know, like it was just like so, 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 whatever. So I got the ban at like 10 p.m. last night. So
0: Twitter, you got a notification from Twitter that you were banned from posting anything.
1: So I got, uh, when I logged into Twitter, they were like, Hey, like you've, uh, violated our toss. Oh Oh my God. Uh, we've limited, we temporarily limited some of your account features. Uh, and so I appealed because I was like, you know what, even though I'm not giving Twitter the benefit of the doubt at all, let's just say in some fantasy magical land, Twitter has somebody, uh, on their trust and service team who cares and I said I said exactly what I just said. Is a thinking to you.
0: human, possibly a, not a man who can read this and review it.
1: They give you 140 characters to explain, so I said very succinctly, I did not indicate I'm carrying out violence. This is hypothetical, uh, spontaneous and fantasy-based and I'm talking about literal pedophiles. Yeah, and
0: you also weren't pointing out any man in particular, yeah. which you could have in my opinion. And I didn't. Yeah. And also um, I thought about the the well
1: actually perspective of Well, pedophiles, that's a serious disease, and you're making fun of a serious disease. But I'm not. I said adult men, leave 15-year-olds
0: alone. Yeah, adult men who have total agency and control over their choices.
1: Yes, and uh, trigger warning on this, and please do your own Googling and figure out how you feel about these, these topics. This is all part of a a patriarchal system that that sets up men to feel like they can prey on young women. Yep. And it feels like this speech should be considered inflammatory because you men who are shitty, the shitty ones, think that that right to prey on young women should be protected. And that is literally what happened. I appealed and they rejected my appeal. They reaffirmed my ban for another 12 hours. I gave up and I deleted the tweet and they still uh, limited my features for another 12 hours. In conclusion, as we do here on Friendship like, I'm like, I'm mad, but I'm not surprised. And also, this is definitely not the most egregious thing that Twitter has done. I mean, fucking Ben Shapiro still has yeah, a Twitter I know. account. It's,
0: it's just really disappointing because this is who they're going after. It's like who they're going after and who they're protecting. It's pretty obvious. So account level
1: enforcement. Twitter takes action at the account level if we determine that a person has violated the Twitter rules in a particularly egregious way. ha. Huh or has repeatedly violated them even after receiving notifications from us. This is my first offense. Long story short, alt-right actually commit real violence, but the imaginary fantasy violence that
0: progressives... To protect like, young women.
1: That, that we imagined protecting young women. We, we can't say that shit. Anyway, it's frustrating, but again, like, not surprising. And I'm sure I'll be back on Twitter because that's where all my friends are. But fuck Jack Dorsey.
0: Yeah, fuck him. This fucking sucks, and I'm really angry for you. Because it's not just Twitter, right? If this was like the only example of this ever happening, would be like, oh, Twitter, it's hilarious. Oh, it's so unfair. But it's like, you know, it speaks to a larger issue that no one takes uh, women seriously. Uh, you can't have any uh, opinion on the internet. Uh, you, uh, you will get in trouble. There are consequences to not wanting to cuddle men. Like, it's fucking unfair.
1: It's very, very sad. Anyway, let's change the subject. and so I'm, I'm grumpy, but I feel better.
0: Okay, I'm glad you feel better.
1: Let me talk to you about something that makes me
0: happy. Yes, let's, let's talk a little bit about some happier my things. snails are real good.
1: Oh, yeah, are they getting it on? So, not only are my snails absolutely nailing each other. <laughs> snails are nailing it? <laughs> so, uh, they're nailing each other, and I, so I clean out my terrarium once a week, doing different experiments on substrates and such. Um, I thought I had five snails. Oh. I have six. Whoa. Where's the other
0: little so you gotta put numbers on their shells?
1: So I've actually looked it up. People do paint their snails shells, which I just feel like is a bit much. I might put a little eyeliner on their shells because
0: so funny. I want to be able to. How big are these things? Uh I'd say about like
1: this thumb knuckle. knuckle. Big. Like I have a pretty large thumb knuckle. Yeah. But like Yeah, yeah. now that you mention it. (laughs) Yeah, I have huge fucking hands, Jen. These hands are basketball hands. (laughs) Except they're also very delicate because I broke both of my middle fingers uh, trying out for basketball in 7th and 8th grade. When you
0: were flipping the bird to everyone around you. No,
1: when I was catching the ball from one specific person both years in a row. Wow. That
0: sounds like a bully. She's got kicked. Out I think of we have a nemesis on our hands. Jen, do you want to say anything about yourself before we go into the questions? Oh, I think I've talked enough about myself.
1: Jen is like, as everybody knows, you know, the countdown to Jen's wedding is ever present in it's my mind. It's very sweet.
0: You you remind people a lot, and I th- and it makes me happy because then I don't have to do it because like it's on my mind, but I don't have to be the one that's like, hey, I'm getting married soon because Trin says it. It's important
1: to me that people prepare themselves <laughs> for like complimenting you. And being in your beautiful presence. Like, I want people to start thinking about, like, good creative
0: compliments right fucking now. Oh, man, I'm getting really excited. I have to tell you. Like, I'm starting to feel literally impatient. Like, I wish it was this weekend, but it's not. It's the weekend after. I'm definitely going to be overwhelmed by how much love will be in that room. Because it's, like, it's a smallish wedding, and it's mostly friends. Just some family there. Some close family, but it's mostly friends. And uh, people are coming from kind of far. Like, and it's going to be a little overwhelming to look around and be like, they're here because I invited them. Like, they're here because for me. Oh, God. You. Oh, God. It's going to be great. I'm really excited. I am someone that is very, what's the word, Trin? Like, not empathetic, but the like I pick up the vibes of the people around me and seeing my friends enjoy themselves is going to make me like go a little wild. I'm going to go hog wild.
1: You, you get vicarious happiness. Yeah, it's contagious. It's beautiful. What a beautiful <laughs> thing. Should we do a question? I really want to keep talking about how great you are because talking about your wedding made me feel really good. But I also think this question will be a lot of fun to answer. So Asker Reminds Me of this character on Star Trek Discovery. And if you haven't seen the show, like, don't worry about it. Her name's Tally. She's really, really excitable and wants everybody to be happy. And I've only seen like, you know, maybe half of the first season. Anyway, she seems like a sweet I totally feel that. This
0: Asker feels nervous. Like
1: a weird little academic. Overthinker. Scientist weeb, Cutie (laughs) with their heart in
0: the right place.
1: A little cutie.
0: Let's do it. Yeah, gay. Disclaimer, we edited uh, some details out of this one. Not for any strong reason, just that they didn't feel that relevant. It was
1: so long. It was like three pages long. Again, ask her. You are such a weird, nervous nerd and we love you.
0: Yeah, I feel feel a kinship. Okay. I think my friend is crushing on me. (gasps) As far as I know, she hasn't come out as female loving. So how do I supportively say thanks, but no? The backstory. My friend and I get on well, but we haven't had much contact. We met at an academic conference in Australia five years ago and hit it off. And then again at the same conference three years ago, but she lives in Austria. I was in Australia, moved to Canada 12 months ago. Other than that, I think we've had two phone calls in the last two or three years and some messages. She's not active on social media. I really like her. We got on well. And if we were in the same place for more than a week, I'm sure we'd hang out and talk for a while. But we really haven't had enough contact for the level of affection in her messages. And I haven't even seen her since 2016. Over the last eight months, she sent me half a dozen messages, often bitmoji pictures out of the blue, saying she misses me, usually with hearts in the pictures. First I laughed, and then I got a little confused because we haven't had enough contact to miss each other. And then when she sent a Valentine's Day message, it started to seem a little intentional. In the end, I decided to softly ghost her. I wouldn't respond to anything overtly affectionate, but if she messaged about a legit mutual interest, then I was open to replying. Given she's barely in my life, it's not a big loss to her, but it's a pity to distance her over something, which might be just a minor misunderstanding. She started messaging again last week, our first contact for four months. Hey, haven't heard from you in ages. How are you? And then a few days later, hey, cutie. And then a few days later, nice new profile pic. I'm kind of open to saying something because what do I have to lose? If she was explicitly flirting, and I have no problem with the gentle thanks, but I'm straight or not interested, just something friendly and accepting and clear but kind. But given it's not explicit, I'm cautious about asking outright given the fraught nature of LGBTQ plus people coming out. I don't want her to force her to out herself if she doesn't want to. This has become the only interaction we have, and I'm losing interest in a friendship which no longer discusses mutual interests. And then the asker said, does it sound all right if I write back to this person and say, hey, this is awkward, but I feel like your most recent messages suggest that you feel closer to me than I do to you. okay. No, I mean, I really like you as a distant friend, No, we've never spent enough time together and we're not in contact enough and it makes sense. I appreciate the sentiment. I just want you to know that I'm a bit confused. This is so bad. Never do this. Or there seems to be a flirty tone to your messages that I'm confused by. If you're just being friendly, thanks, but I don't think we're that close of friends.
1: This is already eight sentences longer than I want it to be.
0: (laughs) Pronounce she, her. (laughs) Okay, ah, okay, 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 okay. Okay, you little overthinker. Allow us to uh, throw some cold ice water right in your face. And your crotch. In your crotch. First, stop writing. Stop writing. Stop thinking
1: about this. Stop. Put the pen down. Put your laptop down. Put your phone down. Put the carrier pigeon down. Whatever you're using to send these messages, you have to stop because you're going to definitely make this way (laughs) worse.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you never see this person. You don't even live in the same country. Yes. They message you every couple months. Yes. uh, And they're very friendly. Yes. Okay, I don't see how this is that gay. (laughs) (laughs) This
1: just is like... This person's not on Tumblr. because, like, I mean, it gets way gayer.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, my friends are way gayer than this. My straight friends are gayer than this. My (laughs) straight
1: friends are gayer than this,
0: too. Saying, hey, cutie, with a bitmoji. Like, I have people that are in committed straight relationships that say that to me. It's just like, if that's flirting, then I guess we're flirting. Like if straight women still call their female friends girlfriend,
1: you know, like this right. is not. Right. This yeah. Not this not doesn't
0: ping good. me is. Okay. If this person was making you uncomfortable and in your life a lot, you, you know, already know what Trin and I would say. We would tell you to state your boundaries and focus on a hard no and stuff like that. But we are getting no sign. You don't even see this person except in the academic context. I agree if they were making you uncomfortable and being sexually
1: suggestive, I would say maybe approach this differently. But it just seems like this is a person who likes you more than you like her.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the only thing that's pinging me. I have definitely met people at conferences, not just video game like conventions where everyone's a bit of a weirdo, but I mean like tech conferences where supposedly people are normal. Whatever, no one's normal. That I get messages from them out of the blue, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I miss you." And yeah, we don't see each, we see each other once a year, but we still like, "Oh, I wish I was wish we were hanging out doing something fun right now." Like that's that's really how this strikes me. Okay, so let's open your worldview a little bit because yes. I think you're really really reading into these interactions. I agree. What you are not seeing is the dozen other text messages this person is sending to other friends around the globe.
1: Oh my god, there are
0: probably eggplant emoji in those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, this person has a whole world and of people in their life. So many other social networks, other crushes. You don't even know if they're gay. <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing. Let's focus on one thing yeah, at a time. Yeah,
1: yeah, okay we don't know if this person is gay. Yeah. I, I think that just like, are they gay? Do Are they attracted to me? Just like throw those questions out of your mind because it doesn't matter. It only feels important because it's gay. If this was like a male friend who's just like, hey, cutie, you'd be like, oh, hey, I'm taken. Yeah, kind of oh, thing. hey,
0: don't call me cutie. Or
1: hey, don't call me cutie. There's only a wrinkle in it because this is a woman talking to you like this and women don't typically have ulterior emotives when they call each other cute. I mean, like, if you go look on any woman's Instagram page, we're all sexually harassing each other lovingly.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean. No, like, I know really, what you mean. It's like a safe space to actually flirt with each other there. Right. If like, it's flirting.
1: Right. Like, some of my friends, I could say, damn that ass. Some of my friends will be like, oh, you look so cute today. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. But,
0: like, all of those things are, like, non-sexual. Yeah, totally. And, Trin, I like that you said that some friends you can say this to, some friends yes. you can't so that's kind of what's happening here. She thinks she has permission to call you cutie yeah. because you've never really indicated otherwise, and that you have like you have a close friendship. But we have no indication that she has a crush on you. I don't think she's gay. I think she's just European. Yeah, I think she's just she's one of those weird Europeans that uh, has different boundaries. Yeah, no boundaries. Like they're way cooler than us. Let's just admit it. Uh, Americans are are very uptight. We are very uptight, and we we don't
1: get enough uh, uh, contact. But like okay, so okay, so again. It just feels important because it's gay and there's this stigma against being gay and you're worried because like, oh, I'm causing this drama in this gay person's life. Like remove the gay component from this. It's not as important as the rest of it. Yeah. And also I think, let me give you a little compliment here. Yes, you are overthinking this. Yes, you are like way too nervous about this and totally makes sense. And I always support people focusing on how they can change the situation first and that is what you did and that is great. I'm glad that you are taking the time to consider, I don't want to force this person out.
0: Oh, yes. That is really the most important thing here, right? Yes.
1: And great. So the best way to not force this person out is to stop thinking
0: about this entirely. I wouldn't send this what I would, I would call it like a long letter of truth. I wouldn't send this. I think you would shock them and humiliate them. Maybe a maybe, little. Maybe. It, the risk is too great. Yeah. I just, I see so little to be gained from sending a note like this. I agree. Do you think you'll have a productive conversation? Do you think it'll be comfortable? Do you think you've made this person feel terribly?
1: Yeah. So if this is to the point where you just feel deeply uncomfortable, you're afraid to get messages
0: from them, that's a very, that's a different thing. Yeah. In that case, we support blocking them. And we su- just, yeah, block. we totally support you saying no more of this. Yes. And to be honest, you can say that to your friend, to this friend. You could say, hey, I don't like being flirted with, I guess. I just, I just we don't see enough problematic behavior here.
1: Yeah. It seems to be a communication problem first. And from the question, it seems like you are not, which is why we're not focusing on this. But if you feel like you are being like sexually harassed, if you feel like her texts are suggestive, if you feel deeply uncomfortable because of those things, if it feels like she's encroaching on you, mm-hmm. that's one thing. But if you just feel uncomfortable because, oh, this feels
0: maybe slightly gay, like that's a different feeling. Yeah, yeah. You know, you might have just learned something about yourself, which is you don't like to be called cutie. Yeah, honestly. like and that's fine. Yeah, and that is totally okay. Um, for a long time— Okay, you know how there's some groups of friends, particularly uh, women, who like cuddle each other? Yes. And Or like hang all over each other. This is always a thing I noticed at college. They just like snuggle. They weren't necessarily gay, but they were just like, just things sorority girls do. I don't know. Affectionate. Uh, Affectionate in a physical way. And I was never like that. It just like wasn't in my physical vocabulary to like hang all over a a, a group of other people. That's a preference. Okay. It doesn't mean anything. You might have discovered a preference, which is like these texts make you feel a little weird. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. But is that enough license to out this person?
1: And I don't think you want to anyway. At the end of the day, what do you want? Do you want to never hear from this person again? Or do you want to remain on a friendly enough basis that if you run into them at a conference that it would be fine to wave? And I think it's that one. Yep. And uh, if you want to get to that level, there are a few different ways that we could do this. So let's discuss your possible options and let's see which one feels correct to you. So first, we always advocate for you saying something in the moment. So when she says something like, hey, cutie, or a nice profile pic, or something like that, think of something you could say directly in response. Hey, cutie, and be like, oh, hey, oh, oh, I don't like being
0: called cutie. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate the compliment, but can you not call me that? I've, I don't really like pet names.
1: Yeah, like that, I think that that is.
0: Yeah, a, please and thank you. Please and thank you, that's yeah. it.
1: If it's, oh, you, you have such a cute profile picture, I mean— that just seems, again, like a really neutral compliment. Just a benign compliment. Yeah. yeah,
0: again, you are not seeing all the other compliments and attention and love and friendliness they're giving to all the other people in their life. You're literally not because you never see each other or see them interact with other people.
1: I mean, and the other option is the nuclear option, which is to just block their number, yeah. which you yeah, yeah. totally should do if you feel threatened or encroached upon.
0: Or keep it to email. If you don't want to be surprised by a text message, an email might be a more neutral way. Or so, and you're like this like example of writing but I'd be happy to keep talking about our academic careers and hopefully we will see each other at another conference one day. Instead of saying that, you could just live it. You could only reach out to them right before a conference or only have meetings with them in the context of your academic world.
1: Yeah, and just soft know them until you see them. And it could just be that this person's fucking awkward.
0: Yeah, (laughs) gosh, yeah, there are a lot of awkward people in the world and and some of them happen to have your phone number. And it could be that she's an awkward, sweet
1: person who just doesn't know the correct good words to say. And I want to keep saying again and again, it doesn't seem like these are sexually explicit or even romantic messages. So it's hard for me to tell you like, okay, tell her to stop doing that because it doesn't seem like she's doing something.
0: I guess that this, what it comes down to, Trina, is this felt pretty straightforward to us, which means we're totally right, or there's a big piece of the puzzle we're missing. Holy shit, you're totally yeah, right, Jen. So I guess we, we're just, we want you to ask yourself some questions before proceeding, which is like, why are you so intent on a confrontation about this? Are you typically an overthinker? And if you are, we understand. You know, you're, you're probably a very intelligent person, and you really see this as an issue of yes, keep going, or no, it has to stop. And really, there's a whole gray area in the middle. Totally. where you can exist peacefully and neutrally. And why are you so conflicted over losing someone you barely see or talk to? Yes. That is the really confusing part to me.
1: Yeah, I think you are suggesting putting in a lot of work into a relationship that doesn't seem to necessitate it. Like it doesn't seem like one that you like desperately wish to keep afloat.
0: Yeah, I mean, if I got a, a message like this from a, from a friend I saw, I haven't seen since 2016, I would be floored. Yeah. I would be like, Whoa. We literally haven't seen each other in person. Why do you think I'm in love with you? Yeah. How could I be invading your, how could I be flirting with you? I sent you a text three months ago. Right, right. Maybe that's your idea of flirting, but like, it's probably not theirs.
1: And it could also be like, and this is, I think this is kind of a far, far flung option, but maybe you are missing affection in your life. And this person is giving you a level of affection that maybe you don't want and you don't need. Or maybe it's something that you deserve from people who are closer to you. and. I don't know. Think about that. Either way,
0: you have a strong reaction to this, this level of affection. Yeah, I agree. And that's yeah. worth examining.
1: Oh, yeah, Jen, I agree. Like, it's, it's so funny because I feel like the actual answer to this question is not nearly as important as, like, I think it's time to think about why you're thinking this way.
0: Yeah, do some meta-thinking.
1: Yeah, like, I don't think—we've said this, but I don't think there's—I don't think the asker is doing anything wrong. I think that the sending that long message would have been the wrong move. Nothing in here is like, you're a bad person who's acting badly. Nothing feels homophobic here. I do worry that there might be like some some internalized self-homophobia, that if you are participating in this conversation, it feels bad and weird. Like, think about why that feels that way. Jen, if you had to guess, what do you think that the, the crux of it? Because it feels just cultural to me.
0: Yeah, it feels like you are treating this with an extra level of sensitivity because You think this woman is gay, and you don't want to do wrong by her because you want to be supportive of her quote lifestyle.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But because of that, you are fixating on it. Yeah. This is just my read. I'm not a professional. I'm not a professional gay reader, (laughs) mind reader. Unfortunately. (laughs) Right. Uh, But that's just my thinking. My thinking is you are. I think you're in love with her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's about it. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna plow. I think. I think this is gonna be a great. Story you tell your adopted children one day.
1: This is, this is going to go live on AO3 later this month.
0: <laughs> no, I, I really think you're trying to treat this with such sensitivity and care that you're kind of forgetting this, is a, this person is just a person. Right. Who, uh, and you're also forgetting that crushes are so fleeting. Yes. And that this person is probably plowing many other people this right per- now.
1: This person strikes me. Again, we are far away from the situation, but it strikes me that the texter is a silly Billy.
0: Yeah, you know there are probably other people that have crushes on you right now. Oh no! Oh my God! Oh, you can't pay too much attention to all of that. If this were a man, how would you treat the situation?
1: If this were a man and they said "cutie," I would. The first thing I would say is, "You, you can never do that again." Yeah,
0: I would say, "Excuse me."
1: I would be like, "All right, hot lips." <laughs> <laughs> okay, weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cans. <laughs> So the, ra- the wrap up of this is, you're, you're doing fine. Just maybe meta think about why you're taking this like so hard. Yeah, pump the brakes a little. A lot. Don't send that message.
0: Yeah, slam on the brakes. <laughs> Stay the course of your soft nose. Yeah, if you need to pull the trigger and block them, that's, you know, Trina and I are always pro not talking to people you don't want to talk to.
1: Especially if you haven't seen them in literal years and you won't see them again in literal years. I guarantee you, that if this person is encroaching on you and if this person is making your life uncomfortable and you want to block them, the joy that you will get of keeping them out of your phone will vastly outweigh any brief momentary uh, conflict that you might have if you potentially see them years down the road.
0: I feel like the asker feels weird about having this person jump into their life. Here's why. Because they're not really in your life. Yeah, like like you're you never see them, so when they text you, it's automatically a bit of a surprise. So that already kind of sets you off on this on this path of why are they texting me? Yeah, yeah. They might just want to be your friend. They might. Just, I know it's hard to believe. <laughs> they might think you're cool.
1: Yeah. They might be like, oh man, remember that rad Australian person? I don't actually know if you're from. Yeah. Australia. I
0: I am always shocked when people want to befriend me. Yeah. In any way, it's like I feel like I've I've tricked you. I'm sorry. It's actually you don't. You don't know what you're dealing with.
1: <laughs> it's also like this person; th- these two people have a really unique relationship. They're both in the same field. She talked a bit about her her PhD and stuff, which we cut because for time. Yeah, uh, and they sh- also having international friends is so cool. Yeah, you know. So it's like I feel like there are these these two pretty uh, impressive points that you have that somebody would be like, oh my gosh, I would totally want to keep them in my network and in my life.
0: Um, Yeah. 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 Okay. So I'm going to say something that sounds like an insult, but I promise it's not. Do you not have that many friends? And it is, I don't have that many friends. I have a close circle of friends that I love very much, but I'd not like, if they don't make plans with me in the weekend, like I don't have plans. Right.
1: Right. (laughs) Like those are my people.
0: (laughs) Like my people are my, my core people are my, I don't have a whole huge network. Is that why this is so surprising that someone outside of your network is befriending you?
1: Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah it could. It, con- it could also come out of the asker's low self worth. Like, why would they be putting the time into me if they did not want to put their tongue in my mouth? Maybe because you are a cutie. You're a cutie. <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, ask her if you want to write us back. We would love to hear it. Um, ultimately, again, I hope we laid out enough potential situations that you could pick out one out that, uh, that suits you.
0: Even if you hear one of these and go, absolutely not, I feel like that's useful information. I totally agree it Because it might strengthen your conviction that you're right, and that's good, too. Yeah. This has been friendshipping with Jen and Trin,
1: and we don't care if we gave you helpful advice. <laughs> uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at DoFriendship. If you want to send us an email with a question in it, you can at FriendshipingPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for designing. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing. Thank you to Alex Cox for making the studio work. Thank you to Monica Verma, our agent. And thank you for listening, cuties. You're welcome <laughs> for talking. <laughs> Fucking cuties. Your friendship at the problem.